Welcome to CPAC's Today in Politics. It's Thursday, February 16th. I'm Julie Van Dusen. Here are the big political stories we are talking about today. The Prime Minister is in the Bahamas meeting with Caribbean leaders. We're also going to be uh, talking seriously about Haiti. Uh, Obviously, regional uh, support and regional participation in uh, all the work that Canada's doing down in Haiti is important. RCMP Commissioner Brenda Lucky announces her retirement. It is clear, though, over the period of her tenure at the RCMP that there are a number of issues that were not dealt with, the challenges that the RCMP faces that that have an impact on Canadian society. And the federal government needs to take good care to ensure that the next commissioner that steps up deals with these issues. And are funding restrictions on research linked to some foreign governments coming too late? Justin Trudeau has been asleep at the switch. He's been warned by CSIS for years about foreign interference and threats to our security. And he has done nothing other than appoint a committee to look into it. Let's get right to the top political stories this morning. Joining us is Catherine Levesque, parliamentary reporter for the National Post. Okay, so good morning, Catherine. So we have lots to talk about. Uh, First of all, the Prime Minister is in the Bahamas with Caribbean leaders and topping the agenda is how to deal with Haiti and its ongoing state of chaos and turmoil since the assassination of Jovenel Moise in 2021. Now, what has the Prime Minister been saying about how Canada can help? Well, basically, I mean, I mean, I think the goal of this meeting, uh, and it's, you know, he arrived yesterday, it's uh, going on all day today, is really to look at what Canada can do on the ground to really help the Haitian people, because uh, he's been clear, he does not want to impose a solution on the Haitian people. Uh, there's no white savior complex here. So the really, the, the idea is rather to support Haitian led solutions to put an end to the crisis. So already, uh, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, that this crisis has been going on. I mean, it's been going on for quite a while now, more than 18 months at this point. Um, criminal gangs have been taking control of the capital, Port-au-Prince, and, uh, you know, with violence, kidnapping, se- sexual assault growing rampant. So it really is a problem. And at this point, uh, Haiti's, sorry, Prime Minister Ariel Henry has been asking for foreign military intervention. So really, this is an extreme measure. Um, and the United States has suggested Canada should actually take the lead on this. So that's really the goal of Justin Trudeau's uh, trip very short trip in the Bahamas is, is really to uh, listen to the leaders, listen to the Caribbean leaders, what they have to say. And actually today he has, uh, you know, four meetings back to back just this morning with uh, the prime ministers of the Bahamas, Barbados, Jamaica and of Haiti. So really he's going to be listening to them, seeing what the solutions may be and how really Canada can support their initiatives. Uh, Now, I I was listening to Mikhail Jean, the former uh, governor general yesterday, she was telling CBC, well, what could this look like? Uh, She's talking about financial support. She's also talking about advice about training. Uh, So for for instance, you know, she was saying that uh, the local police in Bajo Price is really overwhelmed. They don't have the intelligence to really fight against these, you know, this hundred of of criminal gangs really in the capital. Uh, So she's suggesting maybe Canada should you know, look at this specifically and really uh, lead some intelligence-led trainings to really help the local police kind of overtake these gangs because really it's uh, it's it's a growing problem right now and uh, 
really that there seems to be no simple solution to this. Well, I'm just curious as to why uh, Joe Biden would suggest Canada should take the lead. I'm, I'm like they have a Haitian diaspora in the U.S. I mean, we have one, too, much smaller. But is it because, uh, you know, because of the, the, the fact that we speak French? That, that might have to do with it. Absolutely. I think, you know, the, the language barrier in and, and, and the case of the Americans would certainly be a, a huge factor. And, you know, we, we have the chance to have a, a bilingual force. I mean, m- many of, uh, of our Canadian armed force members can speak French, mm-hmm. can actually mm-hmm. communicate with, uh, mm-hmm. with, with, the, with the Haitian people. So, yeah, absolutely. I think the, the language um, does have something to do with this. Um, but, you know, just overall, I think, uh, you know, Joe Biden is is not there at the summit, by the way. He's, uh, yeah. you know, he, he won't be there in person, but Justin Trudeau is. And I think it really speaks to the fact that ca- Canada is looking at its options right now and, you know, is intending to play a role in this conflict. Um, so really, I, I think just the fact that Justin Trudeau is there, it means that he's really taking this seriously. And, and by the way, I don't really expect that there will be a formal announcement today. I mean, I think mm-hmm. he's really just in consultations right now and that the con- the conversation will continue with Joe Biden when he visits uh, Canada next month. Well, and it's interesting too, Catherine, because this crisis like spills right into our back door in the sense that many, many Haitians are trying to flee. And those who kind of get out you know, some of them do cross at Roxham Road, right? I mean, uh, south of Montreal. This is, you know, when a country blows up like that and people try to get out, like we are experiencing, you know, the 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 the, the fact that many are fleeing and are coming through Canada. Oh, absolutely, and r- really, I mean, it's every time there's a crisis, you know, in in the Caribbean and in, in South yeah. America, we will see them, you know, try to come to Canada because. Yeah. Uh, you know, they they can go through Roxanne Road, claim asylum. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, Justin Trudeau is, is also dealing with, um, you know, an, another crisis in, in Quebec where really the, the political class says, well, it's enough. I mean, we can't deal with this influx of of migrants. Uh, so uh, really, it's, it's coming from all sides, I would say, yeah. on, on this point and to the point where actually a lot of these migrants now are now turned, uh, you know, to, to Ontario just because Quebec can't take care of them. Yes, that's right. That's what we discovered this week. So um, so now we've got another topic, which is quite interesting. Brenda Lucky has announced uh, she is retiring from as the RCMP commissioner, the first woman ever. So what do you make of her announcement? Uh, I, I wasn't completely surprised, to be honest, because... Um, you know, she she was approaching the end of her five-year term. Uh, she, she was appointed in April of 2018. Um, and, you know, the... The decision the government had to make was, well, you know, should they end her term or should they renew her for another five year term? Uh, Honestly, it seemed very unlikely that they would renew uh, her her appointment uh, just for a multitude multitude of reasons. I I think, you know, her um, tenure has been quite controversial. She's made some certainly some some mistakes, uh, uh, you know, starting by and it's it's been a few years now, but when when she refused to recognize that there was systemic racism uh, within the the ranks of the RCMP, mm-hmm. um, so that certainly did not help her case. She she after the fact uh, said that there was in fact some some systemic racism, and you know she she would be working on those issues, and and that was in the wake of the George Floyd. Exactly. Um, of his death in the United States and and all the uh, all the protests here, uh, but really in the past year especially, it hasn't been an easy year for her. She was, um, you know, um, 
and, and plunged, plunged in controversy, frankly, on two different inquiries. So there was the Mass Casualty Commission yeah. uh, looking at the the shooting in Nova Scotia, where she was uh, allegedly, uh, you know, pressuring the local RCMP to unveil what kind of uh, guns the shooter had used to kind of advance the gun control, le- the, the federal government's gun control legislation. So there was that. Uh, Brenda Lecky said she, in, in fact, did not do that. Mm-hmm. She, she apologized if it, it seemed that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we, you know, more recently, we have the, uh, uh, the public inquiry on the use of the Emergencies Act, where really Brenda Lecky did not say that there was there were still options and and the local police and the OPP were actually uh, here in Ottawa looking at options to put an end to the convoy protests and uh, you know right after because she did not say that not all the tools in in, in the laws were used like apparently at this she moment. was at a cabinet meeting and had this plan in her back pocket and never revealed exactly it she didn't talk about it so right. <laughs> really like, it's not a good look for her right and the, the rule report is is about to be unveiled we're expecting it maybe to uh to be released tomorrow uh the mass casualty commission has its own report coming at the end of March. Uh, so really, I think she's, you know, sliding away just just at the right moment and, uh, you know, won't have to answer for, for all of these. Well, uh, it's interesting, yeah, because I think in that memo she wrote to staff, she said, I never wanted to be seen as running away. And I know there's so much more to do, but it's my time. But it kind of looks like she's running away. It, it kind of looks that way. Um, you know, I, I mean, to, to be fair, I think Brenda Lucky has uh, been called to testify at, you know, multiple times on on her behavior, on her decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, I think, you know, really, she, she does not want to be a distraction for the government at this moment. Uh, you know, I think the federal government will be looking to appoint somewhere, so someone else uh, to, to, to take the lead and kind of, you know, implement all these reforms that they've been asking for within the RCMP. Um, to tackle racism and, you know, discrimination and, and sexism within the force. So, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, her time has come. She decides to step away. She did say it was not an easy decision. Right. Uh, now, was she asked to leave? That That's a whole other question that uh, I do not have an answer for, <laughs> for you That'll this come morning. in her book, but maybe she won't mention <laughs> exactly. it. Who knows? Anyway, we don't have too, too much time left, but I think we should also just touch on the fact that, uh, François-Philippe Champagne uh, announced that Ottawa is going to end all research funding to university projects with ties to China's military. Now, what's behind this? So, yeah, the, the, this news was a bit under the radar this week, but I think it's it's very, very important because really uh, the federal government just, you know, really put its foot down and decided it will no longer fund research with Chinese uh, military state security institutions is also calling on the provinces to do the same. Now, really, this this comes after uh, r- reports from the Globe and Mail uh, revealing that uh, researchers from a number of universities, no less than 50 universities in, in Canada, have collaborated on joint projects with um, a military university in China um, that was actually banned by the United States uh, for national security reasons. I wonder why was this happening? I, it's it's like a very good question. In terms of the problematic relationship with China and everything that's gone on, you kind of will go, uh, well, how was that going on? Well, look, it's it's not the only time where, uh, you know, the, the United States were banning Chinese institutions or companies yeah. for national security purposes. And and then Canada was doing the complete opposite, was actually inviting them in. Right there. There was Sinclair Technologies with. Yeah. That's Actually, right. we were just talking about the RCMP. It was a technology for them. Yeah. And after it was revealed that um, 
the, the United States had actually banned them. Well, Canada did the same and suspended the contract with the RCMP, right? So we're always a little, you know, we're always a step behind the United States in, in that matter. But, but all you but have I to think do is more and more. see the news every day, like the secret Chinese police stations, the, the whole balloon thing. Of course, that's recent interference in elections. Like you kind of think, why are we doing research in conjunction with this, you know, military with, with military power in China? I mean, it's kind of like as obvious as the nose on your face, but who knows? You'd think, right? And I think CSIS would, would agree with you, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> frankly, well, I, we're I think not making just... the decision, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're, we're just commenting them. Um, but uh, no, I, I think it's it speaks to the fact that, uh, you know, Canada is, is kind of shifting its, uh, um, its really its decisions towards China, you know, instead of being welcoming and being open, you know, open arms. I mean, we're actually closing, uh, uh, you know, being more firm, I think, and, and closing off all these kinds of opportunities, uh, rightfully so, for, for national security purposes. Yeah, well, François-Philippe Champagne said we it's all eyes wide open now, and that's what Mélanie Joly said in the last few months. So I guess their actions are just taking a bit of time to catch up with their words. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, wonderful talking to you, Catherine. That's Catherine Lévesque, a reporter with the National Post on Parliament Hill. Now, let's take a look at what political columnists and commentators are saying today. In the Globe and Mail, Lawrence Martin considers how Joe Biden and Justin Trudeau will emerge from the balloon follies. He writes, how long Joe Biden and Justin Trudeau will be calling the shots is anyone's guess. Mr. Biden is expected to announce he will be running for a second term shortly, and it could come right before he makes his first official visit to Canada next month. His relationship with Mr. Trudeau is made easy by their compatibility on a broad range of progressive issues, he writes, and the happy rapport between the two, a far cry from what existed in the previous Republican administration, is badly needed, both to ensure harmonious trade relations and to get the fumbling over the balloon intrusions behind them. In the National Post, John Iveson considers the Conservatives' Party's support of the Bloc Québécois' notwithstanding clause motion. He writes, It would be mildly amusing to watch political parties make age-old mistakes for the first time if the consequences weren't so serious. The Conservative Party's discomfort at siding with the Bloc in pursuit of soft nationalist votes risks alienating ethnic voters. In their defense, the Conservatives might argue that Western premiers don't want restrictions placed on a notwithstanding clause that has been used by Alberta and Saskatchewan. But the real reason Conservatives voted for a block motion is to pander for votes in Quebec. They may get them, but the cost could be their integrity and the trust of ethnic communities who could lose confidence in Poilievre's party as a protector of minority rights. Now, here's what's coming up on today's political agenda. The Prime Minister will meet with Caribbean leaders in the Bahamas. Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland will meet with union leaders as part of pre-budget consultations. NDP leader Jagmeet Singh will speak with reporters about his party's opposition day motion before attending question period. And Mental Health and Addictions Minister Carolyn Bennett will make an announcement about support for mental health among Black youth in Ottawa. That's CPAC Today in Politics for Thursday, February 16th. Tune into Primetime Politics tonight on CPAC for coverage of all the day's events. Our podcast returns tomorrow morning. Have a great day.